Hey, church, how you doing today? Is everybody having a good day out there? Come on, let's give God a great big hand. So, so good to be with you today. I believe God has something specific for you today. How many of y'all believe that? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Come on, just look at him right now. There we go. Hey, if, um, if you're newer here, I want to let you know we've been praying for you, we've been preparing for you, and we're just so amped that you're here. Thanks for being here today. Come on, let's just give everybody a big, big hand. And uh, we are in the, um, the middle of a series here entitled Go Into Your World. And God didn't just call us to be here in a holy huddle in these walls. God wants us to go into our world and make a big difference. That's what we believe. And I believe that's what kind of God we serve. And, you know, and, and I'm just going to tell you, sometimes when we think about like making an effect on the, the whole world, I don't know about you, but it's easy for me to think, you know, I just can't affect the whole world. I'm not that good. It's true. I, I can't affect the whole world, but you know what I've learned? I can't affect the whole world, but I can affect my world. I can affect my world. The world that I live in, I can have a distinct effect on it. I believe you can too, and that's what this is all about. I, um, when I, I, I met Jesus uh, decades ago, and uh, I, I just had my third concussion, so if you're wondering why I am the way I am, I have proof. Come on, somebody. And actually, my third concussion came on uh, Franklin uh, High School football field right over here. We were, it was an away game. I got my third concussion, knocked me out of football. I was going into my junior year, and I was at the Monroeville Mall, and, uh, and somebody stopped me. Uh, a man stopped me. He was just working in a, in a, in a suit store. And I know what you're thinking. Why would a 15-year-old boy be in a suit store? And that's a good question. One of my friends had to get fitted for a suit, so I was with him. And he said, Could you, why don't you young men sit down? And so I said, he told me about Jesus. He told me about Jesus. I'm going to tell you, my heart pounded that day. I said, something he's saying is real. Something that man is saying is real. And I met Jesus in a really real way. I did. I just, he just became real to me. I just became so excited. As a matter of fact, I became so excited. I went back to Penn Trafford High School, and, um, and I couldn't play football. And so I became a manager on the football, field, uh, football team. And if you don't know what that is, that's like a glorified water boy, okay? <laughs> and I became a water boy, and I, and I just hauled equipment in and out and did whatever they needed. And I'm just going to tell you, the reason I did is because I wanted to tell everybody on that football team about Jesus. And I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to look foolish doing it because I'm just going to, nobody told me. I didn't go to a seminar to get that. I had, I, something got inside of me and I just said, I got to tell somebody about this. That's what kind of excitement it was. It was just that kind of excitement. And so I went and I told them all. And, and listen, I, I became very intentional. I mean, I checked off every name. Because I wanted them to know something really good. Come on, well, don't we do that? You go to a good restaurant, you, hear so, you eat something good, don't you tell everybody about it? Come on. If you see a good movie, don't you tell everybody about it? And there's so few and far between. When you see one, you got to tell everybody about it. Come on. And we do that in every aspect of our life. But I was intentional. I accepted responsibility for what God wants me to do. And I depended on the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to tell you, when I experience Jesus, I want other people to know about him. And that's what this go into your world is all about. So here's the big idea today. Here's the big idea for you. Here you go. We can, we will go confidently into our world when we practice these three things. We're going to be intentional. We're going to accept responsibility and depend on the Holy Spirit. So not we can go into our world. We will go into our world when we be intentional 
And we accept responsibility and we depend on the Holy Spirit. And that's right. What we're going to teach you how to do today is be bad. Be attentive, accept, and you'll get that later. Come on, there. Come on, come on. Be intentional. We're going to accept responsibility, and, and we're going to depend on the Holy Spirit because that's what we're doing. And so we're going to jump into John chapter four today. And there's this. I'm not going to read all forty plus verses to you. I'm just going to skip over a few, and I'm just going to communicate to you what I believe God wants us to do to to go into our world here because that's what we're going to do here. And now this story for for many of y'all, it's known as the the woman at the well. That's what it's known as. Historically, it's, oh, the woman of the well. I, I know that story. If you, maybe you heard it before. And so here we find Jesus. And the first words we say here is, he had to go to Samaria. He had to. There was something inside of him. He had to go. There was an urgency. There was an intentionality. There was a, I must go. He must go. Now, this wasn't like, uh I want to go to Pittsburgh, so I got to go through Monroeville. No, this wasn't this. This was like, I'm going intentionally to. Now, this wasn't where he was. He, he wanted to go. He didn't have to go there, but he wanted to go. There was a, we must go. And as he went with intentionality, it says, eventually, he came to a Samaritan village. Okay, so listen. When we have intentionality, your intentionality will lead to an eventuality. See, when we have intentionality, and Jesus must go, he needed to go. There was something inside of him that was driving him. There was this urgency here. Now, it's interesting here. At the end of this, it says, Jesus was weary, and he was tired. I don't know about you, but I never pictured Jesus as tired. Have you ever think of Jesus as tired? I don't think of him like tired. I don't even think of him as weary. Does that, I'm, I'm, I was reading this this week over and over. I'm thinking, I never thought Jesus got tired. But it says he's weary, and, and he, he's, in some, he, he's in Samaria. But that's what, that's what the Bible says. He's weary here. And I don't know about you. I don't know if you're weary today. But if you're waiting until you, until you, you, get, a, you, you get more peppy, you'll never go into your world. Sometimes life is difficult. Then you got one? Yeah, life is difficult. It's weary. But we're not waiting for an op more opportune time. I'm going to go into my world. And so Jesus was tired, and it's weary, and it's, 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 it's noontime here. And, and, and he wasn't going to talk to this woman that comes up in the next verses out of obligation. He was going to do it, I believe, out of anticipation and expectation that God was going to do something big. How many of y'all today have an expectation and anticipation that God wants to do something big? See, I believe that with all my heart. And that's what he is like. And so we have an overseer of our church, um, Mike Ware. And, um, and I love, he always tells me, like when he comes to town, I'll, I'll say, hey, there, there's maybe a, a young man. That I'm, I'm thinking about leadership. And, uh, and whenever he comes to town, first time I sent some young men to the airport to pick him up, he came to me. And he's, from, he's originally from down south. He's a brother Rick. He said, he said that those, those young boys that you sent me to the airport, he says, they walk slow. He says, Brother Rick, you can't trust nobody that walks slow. He says, you, you got to tell them to pick up their pace, Brother Rick. And that's what he does. Now, if you, if you know Mike where he's tall, he's these long legs. And he's like, he goes. He, does, he goes nowhere by accident. I mean, it's intentional. And so listen, if we want to do something, we got to be intentional. 
we got to be intentional. There needs to be an an intentionality about our lives here. And so in verse 7, soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said, hey, hey, give me a drink. He didn't have a bucket to go down to the well. He doesn't have any drinking utensils, anything. And he was alone because the disciples had gone to get some food. And and the woman was surprised. She said, I didn't know you talked to Samaritans. See, the disciples were out on a food run. They were like doing Taco Bell. How many Taco Bell people we got out there? Come on. I see those three hands. Come on. How about Moe's? We got Moe's people here. A little more. Chipotle people. Okay, very good. Now, we know that they weren't going to any of those places. They were going to Chick-fil-A. Come on. You know that. You know they were going to Chick-fil-A because that's Jesus chicken. Come on. We're going to get that. Come on. They were going to Chick-fil-A. There was a long line, and so it took them a while to get through. Right? I'm just trying to interpret for you today. <laughs> so anyways, back to the Bible. Samaritans were, they were, they were considered half-breeds. They were, they, they, were, they were Jews that intermarried. Jews and Samaritans typically would, they would never share a drinking utensil. So for, G, for or any drinking cup. So when Jesus said, give me a drink, it was like, oh, do you know who I am? It was like, oh my gosh. And so, and Jesus is alone and he's talking to a woman at noon. And the reason she was coming at noon is because she was staying away from all the other women in the village because she wasn't so popular because of her lifestyle. And we'll get to that. So Jesus, right here, he broke all kinds of barriers right here. He broke some barriers here. Jesus broke the race, religious, the gender barrier, the reputation, and the woman barrier. He, he, he broke all the barriers with intentionality. I'm so glad Jesus didn't say, I don't help 15-year-old boys that are being bad at the Monroeville Mall. I'm serious. I'm so glad he never said it. He never did it. Ah, mm, you're too far. You're too gone. No, he broke all those barriers here. And this is important here. And so Jesus replied here later on in verse 13. He says, anyone who drinks this water will become thirsty. But, and, 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 but those who drink the water I will, I will give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them what? Giving them yeah, Jesus says, I got water for you, and it, it, it springs up to eternal life. It's a Holy Spirit thing. You see, Jesus was intentional, and he went to Samaria. He accepted responsibility for the one in front of him, and then there was this Holy Spirit that, that, beca- that became, that he said, it's going to bubble up, and it's eternal life. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful for, for what Jesus Christ has done for me. I am just so, so excited. And so what, what we see here is it, it, it's the Holy Spirit doing, doing a work here. And, and then he, he goes on, he's get, like, and then there's this communication and up through verse 17, and he's going on, he says, hey, what about, you know, what about your husband? And I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, yeah, you're right. You're living with a guy. Now, now listen, there's a tension we have here. Because many people in the world today, especially Christians, listen to me, listen to me. They say, well, Jesus would never call anybody out. <laughs> I think he just did. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. Like, I, he didn't lead with that. We comfort with love. But Jesus did say, yeah, the one you're with, 
you're living with. And she, she had five men before that. But Jesus doesn't condemn her. He offers her eternal life. See, I, I'm not here today to point out what's wrong in the world or what's wrong with your life. I'm here to say this is what Jesus Christ offers, eternal life. And man, when you drink the water he gives, I'm telling you, you want some more. Come on, that's the good news. And so he's, he's having this talk with her, and she's like, oh, man, okay. And so in verse 25, and she says, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will explain everything. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Here's the big reveal. I'm Jesus. That's what he says to her. I'm the Messiah. It's like, <gasps> like earlier she said, I perceive you're a prophet. When she, he, starts, he starts telling her telling her things that she would never know. And it's like, oh, okay, there's this tension, right? God's a God of love, but he's also a God of truth. Am I right? Love and truth. Truth and grace. And we need both of those in our life. If the love and the amazing grace that we sang about earlier is really going to be amazing, we need truth. Ouch. See, without the truth, it's not so amazing. See, if it's just, look at me and look how great I am and God, Jesus loves me and I'm so wonderful, that, that's not amazing, right? But Jesus knew what I was really like and he knew what the real me was like and, he, and God sent Jesus to come for me anyways. That's what makes grace so amazing. That's what makes it amazing is that the truth and grace are together. And so we have this love of God, and so Jesus is communicating here in the big reveal. And so let's go to verse 27. And then the disciples who were out on the food run, they eventually make it back, okay? And they were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask. <laughs> Couldn't you just see him like, does he know what he's doing? Couldn't you just see him like, I was like, does he know he shouldn't be talking to her? Does he know he should never be asking her for a drink of water? But nobody wanted to ask him. No, really, that's what it says. Like, they didn't have the nerve to ask him. They're like, huh, check this out. <laughs> see, something was going on right in front of them, and they couldn't see it. Isn't that the way life goes? Sometimes there's things happening right in front of us, and we don't see it. There's something happening right there, and we just can't see it. And we're like, Jesus, what are you doing? What are you up to here? And so, but they didn't have the, the nerve to, to say, why are you talking to her? But then it's verse 28, verse 28. Oh, this is where it gets good. <laughs> the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling yeah, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Did she sound like she was in shame? Did she sound like she was condemned? No. He told me everything I ever did, and it wasn't pretty. He told me everything I ever did, and, I, and, and, and he's the Messiah. He shouldn't even be talking to me. Isn't this a cool story? And so here he goes. He says, come. And he says, could it be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. 
a simple invite. She, ran, she runs back to the village and says, you got to meet Jesus. Jesus just told me everything I did. I, she had to feel loved and accepted. Am I right? I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm reading in a little bit, but she wasn't condemned. We can tell that, right? I mean, why would anybody want to say, hey, if you want to feel really bad about yourself, hey, check out this church. <laughs> right? They're going to put all your sins up on the screen. I mean, come on, who wants to go there? No, 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 no. It's like they all came running. It's like, oh, the Messiah, we're going to go, we want to go see. And so there's these invites, and these invites are on your chairs, and, and, and there's invites all over the place. And I want every one of them to go, and I want you to run from here today, at least not right now. And um, you're going to run out into your village and in your community, and you're going to invite as many people as possible. Why? Because we met Jesus. Come on, and he is so cool. See that, but we miss it, don't we? We miss what's going on right in front of us. And so I want you to take every invite and I want you to go do this. And she, she left her jar, this uneducated, untrained woman became this like, this spokesperson for Jesus. Hey, if he could use her, he can use me. Is anybody with me right now? Come on. Anybody want in on that? Come on, he, he can use you. And she said, come and see, and let's do this. She intentionally went. So remember, we will go confidently into our world. When we practice these three things, we're going to be intentional. Wasn't she intentional? Didn't she go back into her village? Didn't she accept responsibility for the people that were in her village? Who would have known what she was like? If you're waiting for your act to get cleared up so other people will receive your invitation, you better forget about it. You just got to go. And she depended on the Holy Spirit. I, see, I, the, nowhere do I see here the disciples said, excuse me, don't go. You got to go to a seminar first. You got to go to a seminar. There's, there's, there's a, there's a four-week seminar you got to go to. If you don't do the seminar, you can't, you can't talk about Jesus. No. If you've experienced him, go and tell everybody. Go into your world and share him. And, and, that, and that's the deal here. And, and, and so the disciples, they're, they're like, then they're like, oh, okay, okay, master, eat. Don't you want something to eat? Here is a, somebody's life being transformed, and all, all the disciples cared about was lunch. Yeah. And, and Jesus used this metaphor, hey, I got food you don't know about. I got food you don't know about. And it's like, and then they're like, did somebody, did Uber Eats come here? They're saying, did, he, did Uber Eats come? Did they deliver food? Did DoorDash, was DoorDash just here? He's like, no, I got food you don't even know about. Oh, I got food that sustains me that you don't even know about. And it's exciting. It's like, oh, yeah. And, 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 and he, he's excited here. Sometimes there's stuff going on that we don't, we don't really know about. Mm. Verse 35. Red letters, Jesus' words. You know the saying. So it, was a, it, was, it was a proverb. It was a common saying in their day. Like, you know the saying. Four months between planting and harvest. Mm. 
I'm sitting, with, I'm sitting in my living room this week, and I'm, I'm reading this, and I just was reading it over and over, because that's what I do when I prepare. I just read every day. I just read it. And these words, like, they really messed me up. Wake up and look around. It was probably like the, maybe the 10th time I read over this, just over and over. I'm just reading it over. And those words pierced my heart. Wake up and look around. I felt like God, right in that moment, God was saying, hey, Rick, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe unto harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages. How many of y'all like good wages? Pray prosperity on you. <laughs> and it's fruit for eternal life. And there's joy. I personally believe, and I'm just speaking for me. I'm just sharing with you me. I don't have more joy in my life because I'm so busy looking at my life and my thing. And I believe what Jesus was saying here, there's a common saying, ah, you got plenty of time, four months. But Jesus was saying to his disciples, I don't want you to have that mentality. I don't want you to be thinking, I got, there's always time, there's always this, there's always that. He was saying there's a common saying, but my disciples, my followers, we're not going to do that. We're going to be different. We're, we're going to think differently. What would Jesus say to us if he was here today? To be honest, I'm, I can't say I 100% know. But I believe, this is just my, in, in context here, it would have something to do about people that, are, that don't know him yet or haven't, aren't experiencing him yet. Could it be that he would be communicating what he thinks about the people who live on your street and work at your workplace and go to your school? and that you run across on a regular basis. I don't know for certain, but could it be? I don't know what exactly, why that man shared with us that day when I was at the Monroeville Mall, but I'm glad he did. And this woman who ran back into her city and she was intentional inviting people and you got to meet this Jesus and that's 
why we're here, right? We want to meet Jesus. We want to see the real Jesus. Isn't that why we're here? I want to understand him. I want to understand these words of his. But I got to wake up and I got to look around. And I don't know about you, but I become nearsighted. I see what's right in front of me, but I don't see what's far away. I do. I really do. I'm really good at it. God, I got this and I got that and I got this to do and I got this to that to do and I got all this stuff in my life and I'm looking at it because I can only see right here when I lift up my eyes and I look around and I believe what God's saying is, hey, stop. How about we stop being so nearsighted and myopic? Maybe there's joy when I lift up my eyes from myself. Maybe there is. Maybe there's joy when I lift up my eyes and, and we can tell we're nearsighted and we're myopic when, only, when the only thing we do is pray about our, our own stuff. When all I'm doing is praying about my stuff and concerned about my stuff and reminding God about my stuff, that's a sign I'm nearsighted. I become myopic. I want to break out of that. I got to here. Um... We live in a world right now that people are so in touch with their anxiety, worry, pain, stress. Are you experiencing that? Come on. And the people around us, I'm telling you, there has never been a better time than now for the church to be the church. I gotta lift up my eyes. And I gotta go back to be intentional. And I, I gotta accept responsibility. And, and I, I gotta go I gotta move past this. But it's gonna take time. I um I was going into Aldi and um with Pastor Nick, the White Oak campus pastor, we were just getting some things. And we were in line at Aldi, and in in a lady in front of us. Uh, and, and a lady a little older and, and she had like, appeared maybe a daughter with her somebody with, with needs and, and she was really distressed she didn't have enough money for her food and, um, and I mean they were all real items like there were things you need and so I just I mean I could, you could see the distress on her face and I said I'm sorry how, how much is that and, um, and she told me how much it was and I said I got it. No problem. I just gave the money. I gave cash for you younger people. That's what we exchange for goods. Okay. Okay. Cash. I didn't tap my cap. I threw that in for some of that. And I said, God bless you. Be at peace. And she was very, very great. Thank you. And she's just, just, so, you know, in Aldi, you go off by yourself and you go to the little counter and you put it in your bag, you know? Um, and I'm walking out of Aldi and I'm like, and Pastor Nick's not with me. And I turn around and he's talking to the woman. I mean, you know, Pastor Nick, if you know him, he's like, he has his hand on his shoulder and he's just praying for her. He's ministering to her. You know, he's so compassionate. And I'm like, dude, we don't have time for this. I'm like, dude, like, we have somewhere to go. 
I'll be honest, I'm just sharing my sin with you. <laughs> okay? And I was like, and so I walked over and he's caring for her. He's loving her. He's praying for her. Pure and holy right in that moment. And I thought, oh, I missed it. I did. I thought I missed it. I'm so focused on me. I missed it. I got to be intentional and I got to accept responsibility. And if I depend on the Holy Spirit, something good's going to happen. So let me just read to you the rest of the story here. Just follow me. It's not going to be on the screen. You got to listen here. In verse 39, many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because of what the woman had said. He told me everything I ever did. <laughs> Do you follow? He just told me everything I ever did. But she was still loved and she has still had value because he was restoring this moment. And when they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. And then they said to this woman, now we believe not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard for ourselves. Now we know he is the savior of the world. Yeah. You see, that's what it's about. And, 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 and right now, there's, there's, that's what this message is about. And, and that's why we're so excited to share it. It's about Jesus. It's not about how great we are. Because if you stick around long enough, you'll see how great we ain't. But you're going to see how great Jesus is. Because he's the one that's great. And he's the one that's faithful. And he's the one that brings hope and joy. And he restores lives. That's why we're so excited here. That's what this is all about. So this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna be intentional. We're gonna be intentional. And so we were gonna, we're gonna continue to write down where we live. Not because you forget, but we're gonna write down because that's where God, God has placed you. God placed me where I live. 212 Lee Side. God placed me there. I didn't choose to live there. God chose for me to live there. And, 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 and then we're gonna write down, this is where God put me to work. And these are my circle of friends. I've been praying for my circle of friends, guys I play tennis with, people that I see on a regular basis. They're my circle. I, I tell them, I'm praying for you. As a matter of fact, last week I was, I, we, I was, I was preaching. There was many people on, online last week that watched me on a regular basis. I looked right in the camera and says, I'm praying for you. And many of them I know that. And I said, I'm not afraid to say I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing God. And so we're going to continue to do this because every single group here at the church, we have, we have, we have, we have small groups. Every group is doing this. We're praying for people, and we're praying for more people. Because I'm just, we want a lot of people to believe in his message, because that's what this is about. Come on, somebody. Isn't that exciting? And then we're going to accept responsibility. We're going to accept responsibility and not leave it up to somebody else. I'm not going to say, it's Pastor Rick's job. Pastor Eric's job. It's the outreach job. It's this job. It's that job. It's everybody else's job. Nope. I'm going to accept responsibility. For the people in my life that don't know Jesus, I'm going to accept responsibility. How many of y'all ready to accept responsibility for somebody? Come on. Come on. That, that's, you know that's growing up? When you can accept responsibility for somebody else, that's growing up. Am I right? Come on. How many of you parents had multiple kids and you were so excited when they got old enough to take care of themselves? Come on, somebody. And then not only that, they could take care of their younger siblings. That was a day. Come on. That was a glorious day. I'm done paying for babysitters. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, last but not least, we're going to depend on the Holy Spirit. We're going to depend on the Holy Spirit. 
and I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to share my story. I just want to share my story. Mm. And my story never gets old. See, my story isn't about how bad the world is. See, when you share your story, you're not pointing out all the problems with the world. What you're doing is you're saying, I'm just going to tell you my side. Is it like if you were ever in a court of law and you got up to be a witness, all you're saying, I'm, saying, I'm just going to tell you what I saw. I'm just going to tell you what I see. Are you good? Just tell your story. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to give a personal invitation. I'm going to invite as many people as possible. You got to meet this Jesus. Wouldn't it be great if Jesus came and stayed two days in Murraysville? <laughs> That's, yeah. That's what we do. That's what we're going to do. Do you know there's people in all of our lives that are one conversation away? One conversation away from a changed life. Would you stand to your feet with me today? So listen, if you invite your friends here, I'm going to get, make you a deal. You do everything you can do and invite as many people as you, you can to, to church with you. And I'm going to make you a deal. Pastor Eric and I, we are going to do our best not to embarrass you. <laughs> Is that a good deal? Is that a good deal? I don't know where you are with God today, but I believe he put us here on purpose, with a purpose. I mentioned earlier that there's so much stress and so much pain in this world right now. That it's rampant worry, fear. Do you have hope inside of you? I mean, real hope, the kind of hope that only Jesus could give. I didn't ask if you're a good person or not. That has nothing to do with this. I'm asking, do you have a day, a moment, or a time where Jesus has become the forgiver of your past and the leader to your future? He becomes forgiver and leader. If you don't have a day, a moment, or a time, I want to offer you today. I want to offer you this moment right now. I want to offer you this moment. Heavenly Father, I pray for every, every one of us here today, God. I ask you, God, to help us demonstrate you. Help us live for you. Help us be like you. And God, I pray for every person that's in this room right now that doesn't have that day, moment, or time where you became real, that they developed a relationship with you, that it was not just about religion or rules. It, it was about you and only you, God. So God, I pray for every person in the room right now that's really just, just here right now and like, oh, what do I do? God, would you provide a divine moment for us to be like that woman at the well and just say yes to Jesus? Jesus, forgiver of my past and leader to my future. And if you're here today, just right here in this moment, and you're saying, you know what? I want today to be my day. I, I, just, I just want Jesus to be that to me. Or maybe you did that a long time ago, but you haven't been living it. I just want to offer you this moment right here. And all I want you to do right now, I'm going to pray for you. And it, it, if that's you today, and you're saying, I want today to be my day, just... Slip up your hand right where you're at right now. Just say, ah, that's me. 
Just slip up your hand. Anybody at all today, just, oh my goodness, that's me. I got to have it today. Anybody at all today here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Father. Anybody at all. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. in this room right now are ready to go into our world and make a big difference. Are you, are you willing to do that? So this is the deal. We're going to sing a song in, in just a moment. And um, I'm just saying, like, let's, let's just leave here today knowing we're on a mission. I know my mission field. So I'm going to do something really cool right now. I'm going to put some people on the spot. It's going to be so much fun. Lucas, come on up here. Yeah, all the way up. Come on up here. Thank you, Lord. Hey, Melanie, can you come up? It's all good. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Adam, why don't you come up? Now, they didn't know they were coming up here. But they're so excited. They're going to lead us in a simple prayer. 60 seconds. No more. You're going to pray that we're going to leave here intentional today. You can pray that we're going to accept responsibility. We're going to do what God wants us to do. And you're going to pray that we're going to leave here with that Holy Spirit dependence. Church, I think it would be really good. They're going to lead us in prayer right now. You ready to pray? And so just 60 seconds. Church, let's pray in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, just just come. Come into us and just just bring a, a fresh fire a fresh just desire to know you more and to and to just go out into the world and and to just grab hold of those people and and show them how much you've done for us and what you can do for them just give us that fresh fire that when we see people lord just just give to us words of knowledge to show them that you are real and that you move in this day and age that that you can touch their lives that you can bring restoration lord just bring bring us bring us uh, bring to our memories just our testimony all the things you've done in our lives that we can go share with those people lord and just put people in our way interrupt our daily our daily just just going through the motions interrupt us bring the afflicted and the people who are hurting and the people who are in darkness bring them into our path or guide us to them lord that we can that we can just see them and know them and share your light and your love with them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. We thank you for the word, Lord, that came through Pastor Rick today, Lord. Father, that that would just be planted in our heart, Lord, that it would bring fruit and harvest. Father, yes, we will take responsibility for the word that you've given us. Lord, Father, that we would obey your word. Father, Jesus, you say, how will we know, how will you know that we love you? Jesus says he will know that we will love him if we obey him. 
Father, we will obey you. We will be be obedient to your word. Father, the calling that you're putting, Lord, and that you are giving us by the Holy Spirit, Lord, that we would have the words and that we are in the place, Lord, to minister to somebody, if it is in the grocery store or on the job. Father, that you would just give us the words, Lord, that would love others the way that you love them, Father. Father, that they would have that moment where they would come to know you in Jesus' name. And Father God, help us depend on your Holy Spirit today. Uh, your Holy Spirit brings us comfort. Your word says he brings us comfort. Uh, so let it start with the folks we drive home with today. And uh, as we start to talk with each other during lunch, lead us to people that are in our life that we could send a text to to say hello and bring us the, the strength and the courage to do that. Not to have the right Bible verse in mind, but the, just the, the ability to say hi and to remind people that they're cared for and they're loved and help us remember that the faith you give us to go into our own world, to talk to our neighbors and those family members we haven't talked to, that faith is in Jesus Christ alone. And help us remember that it is his power and his strength that we move on and not our own. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give them a big hand. Come on. And uh, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to sing one more song together, just a little bit of it. We sang it earlier. It's about making room for you. You know, I don't know about you. Sometimes I look at my schedule and I say, oh, God, I got about 10 minutes Tuesday afternoon. Right? Oh, I got just a little bit of time Saturday morning if I get up early. And we're giving God our leftovers rather than what it would happen if we just cleared our whole calendar and just said, God, I'm making all the room you want. I'm just going to clear my calendar, and I'm, I'm going to clear everything out of the room. I'm not just going to rearrange it so Jesus has a place to sit. I'm going to take everything out of the room and let God furnish it. Come on. Come on, are you ready for God to break down some walls today? Come on, we're just going to sing real quick. It's just going to take a couple minutes. Come on, move out of your seats. Come up here with me right now. Come on. We're just going to worship God for just a minute, and then Pastor Eric's going to come up and, and, and wrap us up. Let's worship Jesus together.